0: Welcome to PowerCraft TV, where your creative soul gets to have fun. Hi, I'm Shahar Boyaya, and I'm going to be your host today, and we are going to go down under. Yes, we are going to see Christmas in Australia. I have a very cool business tip for you. Danielle is going to show you one of our products and, of course, an amazing offer. Let's get started. Okay, today we are going to learn how to make a beautiful nativity set. But before we do that and talk to our amazing artists, I want to point out that there is going to be a very special offer that includes the Power Paul Peach, the wrappers and the Power Cloth. So stay tuned to know more about that. Now let's talk to our amazing Australian artists. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great, thanks,
0: Shaha. Awesome. It's so good to have you here. So, first of all, tell me exactly where in Australia you are.
1: I'm in the Barossa Valley region, which is um, just north of Adelaide in South Australia.
0: And how long ago uh, did you start experimenting with Powerball?
1: I started in 2008. Um, I'd seen it advertised in magazines and I thought, hmm, I can do this. Um, I had to go interstate to learn how to use it. And I thought, mm, if I'm going to go that far to learn how to use it, I'm going to go one step further and learn how to teach it as well. So I stayed interstate for about 10 days and learned as much as I possibly could and then came home and it was another mm, five or six months before I actually started giving classes because I wanted to get... More confident with really it. Really
0: good with that, yes. And before yeah. that, were you playing with art at all or not?
1: Um, textiles, um, sewing mainly, knitting, crocheting, macrame, um, wow. but but not just plain. I, I like to texture up fabric, um, patchwork, leather, things like that.
0: Uh-huh. Mm. Wow, really? I mm. would like to see those. Uh, now, I want to know a lot more about you, and especially what inspires you to create pieces.
1: Um, I, I grew up in an era where most things were homemade if they could be, and I, I got a love for textiles there and sewing in particular. And um, I just, I, I just have this passion to make things, and but to to make them outside the square. I I do things that are one of a kind rather than um multiples of the same thing very
0: cool very cool now i know your tutorial is about a nativity set and you have the beautiful piece behind you tell me a little bit uh about these pieces and y- you know the process that you took to create them
1: okay so i i have made several of these sets over the years um if we start with with Mary, holding the baby. So I start off by making a little stool. You can see a little three-legged stool there. Uh-huh. Um, just a piece of dowel and a piece of timber. Then do um, a sitting lady. And uh-huh. it's, it's all in how you dress it. Um, and I've just posed her with the baby in her arms and dressed her in traditional nativity colours. Right. Um,
0: that's very good. And uh, do you sell these sets?
1: I so do. You've made yes.
0: several. Can you give me an idea for how much you sell them
1: for? It, it, totally depending on the size. The uh, This set is about 50 centimeters tall. It will sell for between $600 and $700. Um, and with that we don't get what,
0: the. Four pieces, five pieces? Five pieces. Five pieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: You were going to say um, something. Yeah, we don't get the prices for our pieces here in Australia that you seem to get in America and Canada. Um, if we lower were to put, or higher? We're, we're much lower.
0: Lower, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I
0: know we have a lot to talk about, but you are excited to see the tutorial, so let's watch the first part on how we start the wise man. Let's watch.
1: Good morning everyone, this is Sue from the Brossa Valley region of South Australia. Today I'm going to be showing you a montage of how I put together a five piece nativity set. Um, I have done these in individual colours, allowing time for them to dry between each colour so they don't bleed. You can do them in a single colour and then paint and varnish them, uh, in which case you'd be able to do them a lot quicker. I have taken over a week to make these five pieces Um, I've made them about 50 centimetres tall you can of course adjust the size and make them any size you want them to be the largest I've made is uh, a one meter tall figure Um, after I've made these pieces I usually um, put them together with a um, drawstring bag for each piece and instructions on how to clean them. The nativity set is something that comes out for five or six weeks each year and then is packed away for the next year. Um, The short pieces of film that I have done need to be um, looked at in conjunction with the PDF which are still shots of step by step how I've made the different articles of clothing and how I've Um, at the sequence in which I've put them together. I'd like to thank Curious Mondo for giving me the chance to show this to you. Um, Maybe at some stage when you're in South Australia you can pop in and, and make a set with me. Okay, enjoy. Today I'm going to be giving you a very quick lesson on how I turn a standard lady and four nomad figures into a nativity scene. So the sitting lady is going to be holding a baby to represent Mary and the baby Jesus. The four nomad figures are going to represent Joseph and the three kings. To start with we take some timber, I've got four pieces of this and a flat piece of timber to make a stool, very simplistic, nothing fancy. We're going to use some wire, polystyrene ball foil masking tape and strips of t-shirting material with the parva pole in the skin tone color to be making a standard sitting lady when we make her we will position her on the stool but we'll have a sheet of plastic between the figure and the stool so that we can lift her off when she's dry and put her dress on and then let her dress attach her to the stool when we've finished that we're going to make the four male figures in the form of a nomad so the nomad form is made with a base, some legs and then a polystyrene body I don't know if you can see that in the camera like that it's just a piece of used styrene that I've put in there. Then we make the head on the shoulders, wrap it all in the initial wrap once again with the flesh-coloured pole, And then we dress it as Joseph and the Three Wise Men. I'm going to give you a brief look at some of the materials required to make the five-person nativity set. So what I have here is four pieces of timber and and a flat piece that uh, will make the stool for Mary. We have the wire polystyrene ball with a nose. Now there's two different pins there. I normally use the round pin, but you can use a heart-shaped pin. Just make sure that they're a light color so they don't shine through the fabric for the face. We have a little egg, which is going to be the baby some aluminium foil and the wire of course to make up the frame the stretch poly cotton fabric masking tape I have the fabric in a variety of colors you can either color the parva pole or use the colored fabrics with the transparent parva pole stretchy fabrics this one is an open weave cotton that I'll use for the uh, dresses for the nomad figures and when I speak about nomad figures I'm talking about figures like this not a very good representation of what we're going to be doing but there they are to make those you're going to need a base and here I've marked where we're going to drill, drill the holes to put the legs in now the legs on a 50 centimeter one can be your six millimeter dowel your, your timber dowel or you can use six millimeter metal if you're going to make a taller sculpture we make the body out of polystyrene cut to size this fits between the legs and fills out. Now the the sheet I have here is about uh, one and a half centimeters wide if you're making a larger one you can go up to the wider polystyrene or use two layers so all the usual bits, the ruler, the scissors, the pliers For the nomad figures, I prefer to use an egg for the head. But once again, use the neutral colour of the pin for the nose. Then here we have an array of different fabrics. There's different colours. We have have some cord to do the ties for the belts. We have some felt strips here to make the crowns out of. And to the crowns, we're going to just add some, some beads. We'll sew those on before we dip them in the Parva Pole. I have a little bit of braid that I'll put down the front of one of the coats. It's quite shiny when I get it the right side up. We have waste cotton for the beards and hair. You can use Parva cotton, which is sold through the, um, the Parva Pole range. This is industrial waste cotton that I find um, a lot easier to access here in Australia. For the three wise men, I have some little containers for their gifts. Oops, the lid's come off, but I'll pole that and make sure the lid stays on. I have a little trinket box that I'll put some gold in. Whoa. and And a little jug to put the oil in. I won't put any oil in of course, but I will plug up the hole so that it's secure from the weather. When you make your Nomad figure initially, it's going to look like this, with the polystyrene between the legs. I'll show step by step as we go with that. You can use your stretch cotton to do all of the initial wrap but if you find the face difficult you can use the pole wrappers to cover the face you'll also need lots of pole, lots of colors and some varnish the other thing that I've got here which you may want to add is a staff it's just a stick off the tree That's for Joseph, and I'll be covering that with transparent pole as well.
0: Okay, I know you're excited to talk more with our artists and of course see the the rest of the tutorial, but let me introduce you to the offer we have today. The offer today is for this kit. You will get the pole peach, the Parvapole wrappers, and the puffer cotton. You know, normally, if you buy one by one, you're going to be paying $55.75, but today, and today only, you're going to get it for $47.38. That's a huge savings, but I'm going to make this even better for you. When you get this kit for only $47.38, you are going to receive totally free a Kaiser Craft kit of Laser cut embellishments in wood. So you can put on the wise man and many, many pieces that you can make. So again, you get the three products Power Paul, Peach, wrappers, and Power Cotton for $47.38, and you will receive a free box of wood embellishments, normally $6, totally for free. All you have to do is either go to the website you see at the bottom of the screen or click on that button below, besides the video. And you're going to love this and you can create many nativity sets. So let's go back talking to our artist. I want to see some other pieces that you have created. So you have a very tall guy behind you. Tell me a little bit about it.
1: The very tall one over there?
0: Well, there's another one on my uh, left. Oh, yeah, the, oh, the um, bronze one.
1: Um, hang on a sec. Okay, let's
0: see. Ooh, there's this here. one? This
1: one is one too. Yes, ta- tell us about it. This this one is Bruce. Oh, Bruce nice. <laughs> is he's on a beautiful burl on, on the base, and then he's very tall. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is a beef for bird. Beef for bird? <laughs> beef for bird. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. I entered a competition some years ago, uh, with a craft show that, that travels around Australia, It goes to the different cities, and they wanted people to make a bird, um, out of textile. Oh. And I thought, I'm gonna do something different. So I created beef for bird. And most of the birds in the show were like, you know, hand stitched felt birds, tiny, and then there was Bruce. And he traveled all around Australia and was on show for several months at all the different wow. craft shows. So he's um, a very
0: well-traveled bird. He is, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you have some figurines also behind you. Uh, there is a lady and a guy. I want to see one Over of them. Here.
1: Yes? Okay. So This, we have a tradition in Australia of swaggies, um, um, itinerant men who walk the country looking for odd jobs and and whatnot. And this was another competition for a blanket company um, here in South Australia, Onkaparenka Blankets that make the woolen material. And they wanted us to create something repurposing Uh some of their wool. They gave us some swatches of wool so i've made his swag out of the blanket and i don't know if it shows up but there's a little bit of purple underneath here Uh it's his waistcoat is made out of another piece of blanket and and this little guy i did the um clay face okay with the rose clay uh no air dry clay air dry clay yeah and then um everything just went right with this one. you know his pants are made out of a very heavy linen and, and these are called bowangs around the bottom and uh, yeah he he just turned out right. sometimes I do that. <laughs> um, but repurposing things I also used the cuff of a shirt for his little jacket. so I already had the button at the top and and the, the seams at the back.
0: So that, that's yes, yes. the cuff of a T-shirt that you repurpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I always tell people, you know, recycle and repurpose, and there's no better medium than this line of products to be able to do that. It's, it's Look what you incredible. did with a swatch of wool, for example, right? Yes, Yep. That's yep. very cool. You have to have a little bit of
1: imagination. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you usually put your, your work Uh, on galleries? What's the process? How how do you... Over the
1: years, different years, I've had work in galleries. Um, I got badly burned with work on consignment in a gallery. The gallery closed down overnight and disappeared with all the work that was in it. Uh Um, So I tend now to only do markets and sell at markets. Um, I also have um, different repeat customers that will ask me for something specific um the first consignment i did or the first commission that i did was a baby giraffe actual size and that was the first book that i wrote so that's my giraffe look at that yeah I, i took photographs and wrote up um how that giraffe was created because it's Uh so tall um it had to have a welded frame with a cement stomach and things like that to Uh get the weight right
0: that's very very cool that's exciting that's exciting so yeah i know you're giving in-person classes uh if people want to know more about the classes and they are in australia how can they get in touch with you uh
1: through my email at suchgardenart.com at bigpond.com or they can go to the parvapolaustralia.com website and I'm listed there as the South Australian contact. That's so cool.
0: What do you say so we watch the second part of the tutorial? We don't want to see okay. them, you know, biting their nails. They want to see the tutorial. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: When well, we're making the nomad figure, we've set our legs into the pre drilled holes, just dip the legs into a little bit of parvo pole. The holes were a little bit large, so I just laid a piece of fabric over it and then hammered the legs in. So, after we've done that, we're going to use the piece of polystyrene foam to form the body. To do that, we place it between the wire, the, the legs and then tape it into place just around quite firmly at the base in the center and again at the top so you've got the tape around the body okay let me take the egg that we're going to use for the head put Put the nose in place take our length of craft wire bring it down cross it over under the chin Hold the wire and twist. Necks tend to disappear when you dress these figures, so we need to make these twists about four, four twists as such. We take a piece of tape and go over the wire just to the front of it. also take some more tape and strengthen the neck. The necks of these figures are very vulnerable. People will pick figures up by the head instead of by the base. So you want a strong neck. When we dip the fabric in parva pole and wrap it, it'll go around the neck several times as well. Finish that off at the back of the head. The next step is to tape the head to the body. Bend, your, bend it down over the shoulders. Hope right I'm in camera here. Center it. So you want some tape right up close to the neck. again to cover the ends of the wire. Traditionally these figures don't have arms, but we're going to put arms on them and to do that we take a length of wire bend it over at the ends for the hands And then we will foil it up and attach it across the back of the shoulders. Put the arm around the neck. Tape in position close to the neck. in at right at the shoulder bend the shoulder down these figures can be padded out with bubble wrap or other materials and then foiled because these are going to have their skin then a dress and then a coat that's three layers, I'm not going to be bothered about foiling up their bodies. I've just bent those arms so that they can hold the gift that they're going to be giving in the middle there. The next stage is to wrap all of this with the flesh-coloured um, pole on the stretchy cotton.
0: I love it. Okay, I know by now you're thinking, not three wise men, maybe six, maybe nine, maybe 12, right? You want to make a lot of these kits, but you need the products, right? So take advantage of this amazing offer. You're going to get today, and today only, the Power Paul Peach, which is used to create the skin color, the Power Wrappers, and the Power Cotton, for only 47.38, 47.38. Normally for the whole kit, you would be paying 55.75, yes. And you will get for free the Kaiser craft wood embellishments, normally sold for $6, free for you. So only 47.38, all you need to do is click on the button beside the video or go to the website that you see at the bottom of the screen. Oh, you're going to love this offer. You save a lot, and you got to have a lot of fun. Now, Danielle has a very special message for you, so let's watch.
2: Hi, this is Danielle with Curious Mondo, and today we're going to go over another product from Paul called Paver Scrub. So I'm going to demonstrate what Paver Scrub is and a couple of ways that you can use it with your art projects. So as you can see, Paver Scrub is a flaky colorant that can be added to your project to add more vibrant color, add a little bit more dimension, and give it a little bit more texture. So one way you can use it is to put it in a cup, like so. This I've mixed it with art stone. And what I'm going to do is add this to my piece that I am working on with Powerpaw. You can spoon spoon it on and blend it in with your fingers or a spatula. Another option is to add it to a paste that you've already created using other Pavarpa products, and you can blend it in. So I've done a first layer here. I can always add more layers and give it more volume and dimension. So it is available in 45-gram containers. So we do have three different colors to choose from. We have green, the terracotta, which is what you saw me using, and then a granite. So I like the granite especially because you can use it in outdoor pieces for garden sculptures, and it gives it that authentic garden sculpture look. So that is paver Scrub. Thank you so much for joining me today to learn about paver Scrub. Have a great day.
0: Danielle knows all about the products, isn't that cool? Let's go back, talk to our amazing guest. Wow, that's exciting, So It's getting there, it's getting there. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, what inspired you to create an activity set or was that a request from somebody? How did it happen?
1: Um, it was a request. The, the first one that I ever made was a request. Oh, and nice. I, And I thought, you know, it was, to me, relatively easy to make, mm-hmm. but I could see the huge potential for, for profit and for longevity of that because um, when I sell these pieces, I make a um, a drawstring bag out of fabric uh-huh. and I put a list of instructions in how to clean the pieces at the end of the season and to put them in the bag to store them for next year. And... Um, over the years, I have I generally sell one set a year, so um, it's always good to do that. One year I had one set that was like a metre tall and it didn't sell, and I thought, hmm. Wow. Then my grandchildren started attending a Christian college, so I donated that set to the college. So uh, each season, Christmas season, that is placed um, on a first floor window um, uh-huh. display, and yeah the kids come home and say grandma we saw your pieces today
0: <laughs> that's so yeah.
1: cool that's so cool how,
0: yeah. for, uh, i know in the tutorial we are creating one piece how long does it take you to create the five pieces then to have a full
1: set ready it, it takes about a week because i uh, use the different colors i don't you, you can of course use one color and paint them up but i tend to um color the pole with the um pigments and then I'll do, so um, we'll wrap this one. So this is one of the, the wise men. Oh, so beautiful. there's a, a dress underneath. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if you can see that a white dress underneath. And then there's the coat um, and the, the hair. The hair yes. And the, the crown are made separate and I just put that on um when the hair's wet um but i do all of it in the different colors and of course you need to let one color dry before you do the second color otherwise they bleed into each other now that can be a great effect if that's what you're looking for Uh Um, but i prefer to let one color dry completely so a couple of days and then do the next layer okay but do
0: you work on on uh, multiple characters at the same time?
1: Or oh yeah, one yeah. The so other? I I will do all make all the figures, okay. um, because that's the skin tone or the peach, we're now calling it. Um, then then I'll do all the white, the the under dresses, and then I'll do like um, the terracotta and the bronze for the dresses, and then they don't look at these fabrics are quite bright, but um, they are actually dipped in light yellow ochre in the oh, really? carver pole because that pigment provides the UV protection, whereas the transparent doesn't have that UV protection. So this piece could go in the garden. Absolutely, all my pieces can go in the garden, okay. um, so that, even that is when I. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I cut you.
0: Sorry.
1: Sorry, even when I do um, like work on a canvas, I'll seal the back of the canvas with a a piece of fabric and it it is always okay to go out in the weather.
0: That's awesome. That's a great, great tip. I love that. Love Hmm. that. Now I see on your counter that you have some figurines as well as you have animals. Uh, When you're sculpting with textiles, which one do you tend to go more towards? Animals or figurines? The animals. The animals, right? What's your
1: favorite? <laughs> I, I teach the figurines and yeah. I will make figurines, but I love making animals awesome. um, and and different things. Um, for many years, I would travel to Sydney in New South Wales and demonstrate for 10 days straight at the Royal Easter show. Um, and so you always needed to have different little projects. Okay. So that's how... Um, I created. This is called an egg with legs, and basically that's what it is. It's a polystyrene egg, egg okay. with legs.
0: Okay, that's and fun. because it's
1: Australian, it's got thongs on, or I don't know uh-huh. flip flops or something you call uh-huh. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's okay. And that's just a little
1: t- shelf sitter. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, that's one of the quick projects that you could teach
1: on. It's days. a very quick project. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um, but you didn't tell me which is your favorite animal. Let's go.
1: Well, my elephant, of course, is listed in the in the big. Book. Oh, nice! Yes. That's that's my elephant. Oh, look at this guy! <laughs> what did you use? Well, um, dowel for his legs, and then padded them out. Okay. Polystyrene ball, polystyrene head. And then the wire to create all the little pieces. Now you use um, electrical wire, but I prefer to use this wire. Is I don't know if you can see that. This is um, an aluminium craft wire, and I can just bend that any which way I want quite easily. And once the price. Electrical wire in Australia is very expensive Mm -hmm. and uh, the the ease to use it. Um, It it just bends and it's so very easy to use, but once it's bent, it stays there. We don't have to strip plastic off it or anything like that. Okay,
0: got it. That's good. That's another very good tip. Well, I love Mm. the fact that you can put this Nativity set outside as well. Let's watch the third segment for this tutorial.
1: Let's do it. So what we have here is the fabric cut for the Nomad figure. And what we have in order of putting them on is a leg wrap. It's a five centimetre wide strip. Two of those, one for each leg. We have a nappy. This is the piece that goes underneath the polystyrene body as such. Then we have the body wrap. This piece will go around the body and seal at the back. After that we do the head. We're going to do that with wrappers. And then we have a yoke, which is the width of the body. and That can come either with a a crossover at the front to make a decorative finish there if it's going to be visible. Or it can go with the split as such to the back. We also have four pieces for the arms in this instance. Normally it would be one piece for each arm, but today we're going to be wrapping the arm halfway because we don't want to put that bend in it until we've got the coat on it. So we'll wrap half and then we'll do the rest of the body wrap. When that's dry, we'll put the dress on. Then when we go to put the coat on, we will do the top half of the arm and bend the elbow. The reason for this is it's going to be two or three days between when we do the body wrap and when we put the coat on, allowing for the different colours to dry enough so they don't bleed. If we try to bend the elbow three days later, it may crack and compromise the seal of the piece. Our uh, Nomad figures have dried in their skins, you can see that they've got the half arm done there, the leg wrapping etc. And I've put some plastic over their head. What I've also done while I was off camera is sewn some beads on felt strips to make the crowns. Then I set them in, trans- uh, dip them in the transparent parva pole, and set them around a plastic cup. It's still wet against the plastic. I won't pull that off. But you can see here I pulled the green one off setting up quite nicely. I'll just leave that on the cup and I've done the same with the purple one. Pulled it off the cup and that's drying nicely. I've also sealed the lid on the little terracotta pot and painted up the treasure chest with a bit of green, a bit of antique gold metallic powder, brushed through that, through a few bits of gold um, that had been dipped into transparent pole inside the box. We'll set that aside. And I've also put a stopper in the oil bottle. Then I've taken some transparent pole I've mixed up white, blue, terracotta. I have some pre-mixed grey and I've decanted some pre-mixed black. From the big tub got those all ready to go and I have cut out the the dresses the underdress for the wise men so it is an oblong of t-shirt material so it's from the floor up to the shoulder and down again one long piece and then cut out for around the head so we're going to be putting those on now, and then we wait for that to dry. I've also been busy making some little coats just out of um, cotton fabrics. So basically the same sort of thing, a It's um, just folded over at the shoulder. I've taken some still shots of making this, which will be available in the student note area. So I've made three little jackets there, and they'll be going on the wise men after their dresses dry.
0: Okay, one thing you can never forget is to have enough supplies so you can make these pieces, right? And while you're watching PowerCraft TV, you always have the best offer. So for example, today we have for you the pole peach, the power wrappers, and the power cotton. If you were to buy all of them together, you would be paying $55.75. But today, and today only, you are going to pay $47.38. $47.38 instead of 55.75. And you will get for free a box of the Kaiser craft wood embellishments so you can use in your nativity sets and in lots of other projects. Totally for free. It's usually sold at $6. Totally free for you when you get the kit for $47.38. You can get that by going on the website below the screen or clicking on the button that is beside the video. Don't forget to do that right now. Let's go back talk to our amazing guest. It was so exciting, so exciting. I bet they also want to see the other wise men. So do you mind showing that to us? Because now they, they want to make multiples of these nativity sets.
1: So there's, there's one with this little terracotta pot in the middle and you can see i've done a bit of dry brushing on his collar here uh-huh that's um after the filming was finished i waited a few days and then i did some dry brushing on them oh, okay. so that's that one Uh huh. and this is the close-up of the other one finished uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just his pot of oil there. Just... Huh. Very cool.
0: Very cool. Hmm. Great way. Now, you told me you started using the products in 2008, so you've been yes. doing this for quite a while. Uh, yes. And, and I know you you teach classes, you sell the pieces in markets, and I believe you're a distributor as well. Yes. So if people are near your area and they want to check the products. You're the to-go person in this I'm, I'm the
1: person who's got it, yes, for sure.
0: Very cool. Tell me a little bit about how how has the business been for you during this time?
1: Well, it's been wonderful, Shahar, because um, I've traveled. I've been to America um, three times now. The first time was in oh, 2010, I think. We went. Oh. We used to have play weekends where uh-huh. all the... Instructors would get together and talk about product and play. Um, and I travelled to Baltimore in two thousand ten. Oh, nice. and Philadelphia in two thousand thirteen. Uh huh. I've oh, yeah. been to Bali, uh, yeah. and at each of these venues, I've taught. Uh, two thousand eighteen went to on a on a trip to other places as well, but to Canada and actually went and stayed with Annette in Chilliwick and did a oh, training nice. course with her. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's been wonderful to have that opportunity to do uh-huh. this. Well, but you need to come to the States again. I think it's about well, time to say. Just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, well, well, I think when, you should.
1: When, when I do, I'll drop in and
0: see you. Oh, yes. And we'll have many projects to do together. Uh, now. For those people, you know, I, I find it interesting because when I present this to my textile friends, for example, sometimes they, they look like, really, you can make sculptures out of that? Because many of them, they are, they, they are used to work on a 2D environment, right? Even patchwork, uh, there's not much of this the, the multi-dimensional pieces. So I know mm-hmm. we have people watching right now that they are asking the same question. I don't know, I don't know. I want you to inspire
1: them. Tell them what's there. Well, you know, it, everybody starts off with a kit when they come to a class, and they are very basic pieces of timber, wire, a, a, a wooden base, or a, a stone base. And you look at it and you think, hmm, what's this? And at the end of the day, they go home with an individual piece that they have ownership of because they've made it. Mm -hmm. And they all start the same, but they're all exactly different at the end of the day. Um, people choose their own colors. They choose their own pose of the, the item, you know, how they're standing, sitting, whatever, and they have ownership and they've made it. And, it always gives me that little bit of extra encouragement when I see my students, at the end of the day, how excited they are about what they've done.
0: You know, you just touch a point that is very important to me, because uh, when we go through this kind of experience, it's very empowering to us. And Please. I don't know how how you were raised, but. You know, many times in my life I heard that you're not good enough or you're not worth it and all those things that, unfortunately, they stick with us in our head. And every time we are able to, for example, like you said, a piece of wire, some wood and some scraps, you can create something, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that, that, that's proof that those were lies, never the truth, yes. right? And so yeah. I, I believe yeah. you're, you're doing a, a great work uh, by teaching people right because every time you have a group and they and they go oh my gosh i created this i can't believe and they see that's right
1: yeah the one of the other things that i do is i volunteer at a community house and where i freely teach different crafts like um, hand sewing and macrame and Uh beading and a few things like that to people who are uh, a little bit less able to get to a paid workshop, um, yes. so that's volunteer work for free. Uh-huh,
0: mm. uh-huh. That, and that's great, because again, you mm. never know who you're going to put on a new journey in their lives, and sometimes, no, well, you know, a, a, a business side that they will be able to take other workshops later, right? I mean, we, we need to... Or,
1: or spread word of use. mouth um, exactly. to their associates, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Exactly. So has been really a great, great pleasure to get to know you better. Uh, again, if people are uh, in Australia, they should go to PowerPawAustralia.com. Say again yes. your email if they are interested in, in classes as well.
1: SuchGardenArt at okay. BigPond.com.
0: Yes, and thank you so much for taking the time and all the work to create the Nativity set for us. We really appreciate that. I hope to see you very soon, but I'm going to say, I hope to see you very soon here in the stage with me. What do you say? Because (laughs) 2013 was the last time. It's it's overdue. You have to come back to to the United States. Okay? Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's now time for the business tip. Well, for my business tip today, I want to talk to you about communication. It's very important to keep communication going To the prospects that can buy your pieces of art or your classes, right? So it's important to keep that going. And a common myth that we have is that by being on social media, we are doing that. Well, there are a few problems relying only on that. Of course you need to be on social media, but if you rely communication with prospects and clients only on social media, you're up against some issues there. First of all, you do not have any control over that. You don't even have control over how many people see when you post. You know, there's something called algorithm and it makes an average of how many people they are going to show that to. So you may have 5,000 friends, 10,000 followers and still only a small, very small percentage will be able to even see your post. The second thing is that you never know when the rules change and you cannot be specific about a topic uh, many times because that would be against the, the rules and regulations that they have. So one solution to that is sending them emails. And yeah, I know, I know. You're tired of getting emails. You cannot get emails. You think you're going to uh, you know pester people if you send them emails. But let me tell you what, it still works and it works really, really well. You know, I actually had a mentor that used to say, when you have a bill, send it to your buyers, right? Because if you can craft a, a very intelligent email and send to your prospects and buyers. Money will come your way. So you need to think about that if you're thinking of turning this into a business, either by selling your art or giving classes, right? Communication is important. There are many, many systems out there that are totally free, up to 2,000 subscribers, so you can do that very easily. Uh, We will talk more about that, but today what I want you to have in mind is this. You need to control the communication with your clients and have access to them whenever you need to. It's very important because you have to shift to a business mindset, right? So when you keep telling yourself, I don't like to get emails, I don't read emails or whatever it is, just understand emails work really, really, really well. Even Google sends emails to their prospects and clients as many other things as well. So start thinking about how could you collect their information and in which system you would put because you don't want to send everything to your personal email. There are rules against that. Usually if you send an email to more than 50 people, it can become an issue to the point that they can cut your internet access. So you need an outside service to do that and be safe, be happy, and be selling a lot.
2: Hi everyone. Are you excited to start working with Paverpol? then why not become a certified Paverpole instructor? The certification course is designed to help people earn a second income by hosting Paverpole classes. In the classes, you will learn how to use the Paverpole products, and you'll get to learn a little bit about the business side of things. This can be a life-changing and very fun experience. The certified teacher's course in the US is an online course where you will learn how to use all of the Paverpole products. You will also build three different projects, that you will later turn in for critique and certification. To learn more, go to PowerPollAmerica.com.
0: Well, that was really, really fun. I just wish I could be there in Australia with her, such a beautiful country. Now, this is all for today's show. Don't forget to join us next week for another PowerCraft TV. Thank you so much.